about to feed them to the sharks right now. Get them hype right now. Yeah. You know the ground is up. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it and roll. Hey. Yeah, that's the way that it go. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game. You're feeling the growth. That's time on the mat. We put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. Welcome to episode 88 of the BJJ Campaign Podcast. My name is Jeff Boone. I'm an A3, blue belt, four stripes. That's what I came from. Phil Kors, A2, blue belt, three stripes. Jeff just messed up the introduction for the first time in a year and a half. So the retake <laughs> and laugh. through the miracle of editing, the only thing we've ever edited in this podcast, <laughs> we were able to restart. Um, so yeah, well, uh, so Philly, welcome to this week in the BJJ campaign podcast. And we're going to be talking about a couple things today. Emergency podcast because there's an update. Oh yeah. Go, go ahead. Jeff's doing pans. Oh, oh yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Phil talked me into doing pans. How did I talk you into it? I mean, I, as anything, it's kind of a slow burn, right? You didn't really talk me into it. I think I sold it to you. I, no, your selling points were terrible. You're a terrible salesperson. No, no, I was really I good. sold it to myself, Phil. Well, I feel like it was me, but. I mean, you makes, you going, mm-hmm. obviously, was the reason I was like, man, I can't. It's like, I can't let you go down there alone. Mm-hmm. You know? Molly's going to be there to give me technical advice. <laughs> She's going to be in your corner. <laughs> corner in you. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, Molly, who Phil is referencing, is his uh, longtime girlfriend and two stripe mm-hmm. white belt. Um, a BJJ success story of getting someone to join. Um, but no, I just, you know, I don't know. I it, it was one of those things where I was like, I started thinking about it and I was going, you know what? I'm, I kind of was bullshitting myself. If I didn't do it because I, as you pointed out in the um, New Year's resolution. I think that was the one Brian told me to listen to or said like he listened to it and he liked it. And I was like, I don't, I don't remember listening to that at all. So in it, you're talking about how you're going to do this and that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's funny sometimes every once in a while to bring up that when you say you're going to do something and then you violently refuse to do it later. Are you talking about like doubling down on the fundamentals? Like no, I didn't all bring year? that up. You brought that up. What I was bringing up was how in that episode, you said you're going to compete way more this year. And then we had a better, more, I would say a better opportunity with it being in Orlando versus like West coast, especially for me and my traveling, uh, I'm annoying to travel with. Mm, so like, very. this is way easier. And I felt like you were backing out for no real good reason. Uh, so I, I wasn't backing out. We hadn't planned on doing this. We oh, planned I, on doing I mentally committed you and then you backed out. So <laughs> that's your, <laughs> you backed out as far as I'm concerned. And so I played for you the part where you were talking about competing way more this year. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to back. One of the convenient things about the podcast, though, is every once in a while you can remember, I think we talked about that, and if I can make him listen to himself say it. 
First off, I don't remember what we talk about like two hours after we're done with this. I agree. Um, second, it is it is a good, um, let's say, testament to what has been said because it's irrefutable. I mean, obviously we're wrong a lot, <laughs> but, you know, we can't deny what was said in the past. Number three, I'm going to backtrack on your being a terrible traveler and go back to the first year we did Origin Immersion Jiu-Jitsu Camp. And ladies and gentlemen, just picture this in your head. Phil, a young, spry, 29-year-old, who's, had you ever been on a flight in your life? Yeah, do you remember that I had to go, like, get my license, like, three days before we left? That's right, you did. Yeah. First off, yeah, you kind of have to have your license to fly. Yeah, because mine was going to expire. Yeah. I've had it for a long time. I never and, needed and it. And you would you would have been able to get on the flight out there, but not on the flight back, I think right? so. Yeah. I think so. So that like, would have been a disaster. Yeah. So glad you did that. That was very good. It took like but, four hours at the DMV. Yeah. I mean, it's your own fault, Phil. Yeah. Should have had is. it done before. Yeah, probably. Uh, so then... On the way to the airport, you know, I can just tell he's a bundle of nerves the whole time. It's not good. You know, not good. Uh, you know, it, bathroom stops everything. And by the way, the, the, the airport's only 25 minutes from the house, so it's not that like it's that far. And so we get there, and Phil has to have the itinerary exactly of what we're going to do. And I, on the other hand, don't really give a shit about anything because I know we're going from here to there and then we get a car and then we go from there to another place mm-hmm. it's just like whenever you pick up your phone and you just say i want to go here yeah it takes you there right right so that's what i do that's my travel what if the pilot needed help <laughs> then, then we're in way more trouble if you've got to help him than than not having an itinerary yeah and so when we get there he's like how do we get the rental car <laughs> That's not a question. <laughs> you go to the rental car place. That's how you get a rental car. Yeah. It's already reserved. I've never flown anywhere and not had somebody there ready to pick me up. You know what I mean? So what you're saying is you're kind of a prima donna in the, in yeah. the whole yeah. luxury travel. Usually a family member is already <laughs> where I had flown. Yeah, well, we don't have any family members in Maine that I know of. Right. So you kind of have to make your own way. Yeah. That was new. And then after, so so after that, you know, obviously we get there and back fine. Right, Phil? Mm-hmm. No hiccups. Like, I don't even think our, I think our flight was early. No, the first time I think we had to switch planes, didn't we? Or was that last year? Was that last year we had to switch planes? It was a, there was a weather strip missing <laughs> oh that's right yeah you're right like, like, uh, i see that's how much i remember about traveling i don't remember any of this stuff i just it's just a means to an end for me mm-hmm. it's what i've i did for years traveling in airports every week so i don't really even think about it you your mind goes crazy on that stuff yeah and then it, so i will say this though it was slightly better the second year because a you know we saw jen and uh uh, Jack in the airport. Mm-hmm. Although yeah. Jack did say you were very standoffish that second year, yeah, because of your nerves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm you're, not, I'm not going to be happy there. Your cold nature. I feel like once we were on the plane, it was okay. Oh no! I mean, I believe Jack. He's he said you were very cold to him. So that was in the airport. We I weren't on the plane yet. 
I feel like once I got on the plane, I feel like I'm okay. He'll never get over that. You've scarred him. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you were much better that second. Like you're not nervous. Like I could tell you were like nervous that we weren't going to make it to camp at one point in time. You think so? I don't I remember that. I feel like you were. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what I do. Yeah. 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 So so that's what it's like to travel with Phil. That's just for the audience uh, primer now. Now imagine Las Vegas. Oh, that would. Yeah, but, Las Vegas is easy to travel into. That's what you said. You said it wasn't much more than Orlando. No. It's, but it's, the thing is, though, it's so much farther. So like, you just have to understand that's how my brain works. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it really is. And then there's time adjustments. Like, that's going to be a nightmare for me. Your phone does that. You yeah. look at your phone, that's what time it Have is. Have you seen, like, the way my body acts? Then that's going to be That in my might head. really put a shock to your system. That'd be good. Might I be a good shock. So. I think it would be so bad for me. Mentally, I think I'd be fucking... Of course it would be bad for you mentally, because now you're thinking of it in a negative way. That's how You control your, out, your, uh, your outlook. Yes. And your effort. Mm-hmm. Your outlook is poor on travel, yes. is what I'm saying. Strong effort, though. Very heavy on the effort. <laughs> You're very yes. heavy on effort. Yes. Yeah. Effort and determination. Those I have. <laughs> so, uh, I know we're going all across the board, but that's one of my favorite, favorite things that you've ever said about someone. They're like, yeah, you rolled with him. How how was that? You were like, um, he was very heavy on the effort. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Um, so back to pans. What made you want to do it? Mm, I had a lot of coffee. I thought it was going to be a missed opportunity. It's, a, it's that uh, FOMO, fear of missing out. Mm -hmm. You know? It's like, uh, this is the only chance I'm going to have to do pans when I'm a blue belt. Well, maybe. I don't know. Um, but... Yeah, I think it was just fear of missing out and, and just wanting to share that experience um, with you and not, you know, that was it. Fear of missing out. Totally. Mm -hmm. You know, because I don't care about it. I don't care about the competition. I don't, you know, I, I think it's going to be fun. Um, it's going to be got, such a good learning opportunity. Yeah. I think either either handling pressure or losing and learning something. There's, there's no, like, I'm going to be no so... Downside. I'm going to be so probably nervous for it that that's going to be like the biggest test of like how I can really handle pressure because it's big deal or not in my head. It's going to be a big deal on that day. It's going to be a big deal. But see, I, I feel the opposite. I feel the, I feel like I'm going to one, when we signed up, I was excited about signing up. I wasn't so was like, I. I wasn't like, my gut wasn't going, oh God, this is, we're, we're doing this. We're really doing this. Like, yeah. I was like, this is going to be awesome. I agree. You know? And, and like when I get there, I think the experience is going to be awesome. I think it's going to be, I'm, I'm just looking forward to like, uh, fanboying it out. You know, like, I'm, do you think I'm not going up to Rafael Lovato Jr. whenever I see him and be like, hey, can I take a picture, dude? Snap. Mm -hmm. You know? I mean, I'm going to be a big time fanboy when I'm there, and I'm pretty sure he'll come up and ask for your picture. Could, possibly, a, I mean, yeah. we're kind of a big deal on this internet podcast. <laughs> uh, not really, folks, but uh, but but yeah, man. I think that that like for me, it's it's an opportunity to to showcase the culmination of work that I've done to this point in. If that means I go out and lose the first match in 30 seconds, 
I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm fine with it. Do I think that's going to happen? No, I certainly don't. Um, I think I'm well prepared. I think we've been doing everything that we can to prepare for this. Um, and that, I think that's why, that's why I like, when I think about it, I get excited and not nervous. Yeah. No, I mean, I know I'm going to be nervous on that day, but that's, I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Well, hundred like, percent. Yeah, yeah, of course you're going to be nervous. On I'm not day. like, uh, I don't think there's a whole lot more I could be doing, uh, to prepare for it or could have done even throughout the entirety of the year. You know, I, I don't think there's that much more I could have done. There's always more you could do or could do better, but I'm pretty happy with the, the work I've put in so far this year. Um, so I feel good about that. You know, it's not like one of those things where I'm like, I should have done this or that. Uh, over a long period of time, there's obviously always things I could do better, but, Mm -hmm. um, so I, I don't feel anxious about that, but I, I agree with you. I was excited to sign up. I was excited when I read it was going to be happening. I was excited when I read it was going to be only a couple hours away, uh, either driving or flying. Um, it's more, it's eight hours away for driving nine, something like that. Yeah. That's, but we're not driving. No, but if I was going by myself or something that it would have been, you know, like, I don't know how far, how long does it take to drive to Las Vegas? Not really. I have no idea. I yeah. would never drive to Las no. Vegas. So that's not really an option. But like this one, even if I had to go by myself kind of thing, was happening. You know, yeah. I was excited about it. Yeah. Um, but on the day of, I'm be, obviously. No, I mean, that's, uh, it, yeah. folks, <laughs> by no means take that it is, I'm not going to be nervous that day because I am mm-hmm. 100%. I mean, it's, that's just one of the things that you have to deal with. And that's. It's kind of exciting, but you know, those nerves are just, those nerves are not going to be from my fear of lack of preparation. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, like that, like whatever it is, is Mm -hmm. I know I'm, you know, if I gas, it's going to be my own fault. It's not going to be my preparation fault because I, I, I've done enough rounds. I've, I've got the cardio for it. If I gas, it's going to be because I was inefficient in my use of, uh, of, of energy, Mm -hmm. you know? So so yeah, I mean, I'm I'll be nervous that day. I'll be nervous as hell that day. But you know what? It's that's part of the fun of it. It's part of the excitement of it. I think. I'm afraid I'm gonna go before you, and you're gonna mentally gas watching whatever the whatever the hell I try to do. Yeah, that's way more stressful as watching the other. It person. is stressful watching. It's so much worse watching other people. So much worse. Agreed. You will go before me. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because you. I mean, I'm sure they'll do it in a, your both. master's one on master's four. Yeah. Your one sixty one fifty four and change. One fifty four and change with the gi on? Mm-hmm. How much do you weigh now? The gi weighs about four and a half pounds. I don't think it weighs four and a half pounds. It does. I weighed it the other day. The oh, one really? John okay. did. Yeah. Uh, I weigh one fifty five ish. Oh, okay. You'll be fine. Yeah. My other option is hundred and seventy. That is not an option. So not really an option. Not an option. Yeah, yeah no, that's not an option. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I didn't think I could pack on that much in uh, a month no. you know, or no. two years. Yeah, we so. get you some Mexican supplements. <laughs> <laughs> pack on 20 pounds of muscle. Yeah, I don't think that one's going to happen. <laughs> I, on the other hand, am underweight with the ghee also anyway, so it doesn't really mm-hmm. matter. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, there's mornings I wake up and I'm 152. Yeah, yeah. It's, no, it'll um, be fine. It fluctuates. I'm in that range. It's not like I have to put a lot of effort into cutting any weight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No cookies for the three days before the competition. 
<laughs> That's a good move. That's a good move. No, but excited about the travel down there. Excited about the experience. Um, excited that uh, um, hopefully we'll see people that we saw at Origin Camp. I know. We'll see um, a few, yeah. David. David's going down there. AJ, obviously. I think they'll both be competing the day after us, unfortunately, though. Are they Purple Belt? Yeah. So. Purple Belt is Masters Saturday. Purple's the day after. Mm. Okay, so that's Saturday. I wonder how stringent they're going to be on that letting us go in. Because I'm, I'm going to. Listen, I'm going to try to talk my way in. I know. Uh, I wonder if we can get a press pass. Podcast press pass. It's, it's a solid idea. That is a... Writing that down, Phil. And it's going to be your, your assignment, by the way. Oof. I do have the sales pitches. I got you to do pans. <laughs> you did. <laughs> you did. You did. Um. Um. So, yeah, that'd be good if we get a press pass. Then we might be able to do, oh, we got to get questions ready for whenever we go there for all the people we're going to meet. Mm-hmm. And we got to figure out like a handheld recording device, not our phones, because that was disastrous. I'm sure it's still the phone. You just got to figure out how to do it. All right. But yeah, no, right. this isn't. You're probably right. This isn't very mobile. No. No, this intricate setup that we have here. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that intricate, folks. Um, but it isn't. Very mobile. Um, so anyway, yeah. Anything else about pants? I'm I'm excited. That's all. Um, they moved the other competition we were going to do, so you won't be competing beforehand. Yeah, and I don't care about that. On the one, so I mean that would have been nice bummer, to get a tune up. And, that's what and I wanted. Yeah, I think the guy th- that I was going to compete against was going to be at, is going to be at pants. No, that's the Huntersville one for me. Oh, I thought the one guy I was competing against was going to be. You didn't have anybody. I didn't have anybody. You, I, I thought I had one person. Not in your division. Oh. They were like close. Oh. But younger, I think. <laughs> younger. Either younger or lighter than you. I don't remember. Either way, I'm fine with it because they'll have to come up. I won't go down. Yeah. But they're, no, I think they moved it because they didn't really have a lot of people signed up. Uh, neither of us had like a straight person, neither gi or no gi. That's a bummer. So I'm sure that's why they moved it. But I'm not really concerned. I, I It wouldn't have served anything. I broke my finger when my pinky finger Wednesday. So I'll give it a little more time to heal and be easy on it. So now nah, no, no big, no big deal. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be fine. Um, next. I sent you a podcast the other day, right? I mean, shocker. I listened to the BJJ podcast and this was the BJJ mental models with Matt and Steve Kwan, mm-hmm. uh, both black belts out of, uh, Canada, I think uh, British Columbia, I think that's where they are. Um, oh, and also before I go on to that, I think Mateus Dennis is um, Marcelo Garcia black belt, not a Galvao black belt. The one going up against Gordon Ryan next. Okay. Uh, just wanted to correct that from last time. Um, oh, I don't remember you said that. Yeah. So BJJ mental models, um, and it was. It was actually funny because they were going over the attacking the open guard seated position um, instructional. And I think it was uh, Steve who'd done it. And he said it really changed his game. And they were kind of putting that in their new mental models and in their kind of library of, of um, really concepts because what they really go through is concepts and not individual moves even though they do talk about them but but it was really nice that they recapped that whole it, I, I 
I kind of put a uh, piece a little bit more of of what we digested together after they yeah, summarize they it. A, yeah, they had a good like review of it, like yeah. a broad broad review without getting super technical. But I did notice like really early on why you liked this podcast so much because they just were giving you the old left hand, left foot, right hand, right foot, and then you do this, and then the right foot goes behind their left foot, and I'm like, no wonder Jeff loves his podcast. Like, exactly, he's getting a play by play in his head, and I'm just lost. I have no idea what they're talking about. And it was driving me crazy because he was going, they were saying harassing with the feet, but I can't remember what he called it. I was like, I was they like, said it. Well, they said Tewaza. They didn't say Ashiwa. Did they say Ashiwaza? He said it at one point. He's like, it's it's similar to the Ashiwaza. Yeah, because it was Ashiwaza and Tewaza. I was like, come on, man, just say it. <laughs> he said it at one point. He I did, think he did. He did say Kuichi too. Yeah, or Kuchi as we like to call. It. Yeah, yeah, double. And <laughs> but they only say Kazushi like once or twice, so it's kind of invalidated. Kind of makes it seem like they don't know what's going on. I don't know. <laughs> They weren't constant Kazushi needed to be brought up constantly. Um, yeah, no, but I did enjoy the the review of it. I thought it was pretty good, but it always goes back to the same thing, same things that, um, helped me when I was watching Marcelo talk about do what you want to do and don't, don't let them do what they want to do. If you're letting them, you don't want to be reacting basically, which is how Gordon kind of presents the whole game plan and that thing, which I thought was good. And I think that's one of the reasons his game works so well. And he's so, he seems to be not seems to be, he is expending less energy than his opponents at all times. Mm -hmm. I mean, it seems to me like, and like Marcelo said too, I would rather be going in the aggressor the whole time and pushing the pace on my game rather than reacting to their game because I know I know my cardio limits on my game and it's going to be after theirs which I thought was really I thought that was something that really stuck in my mind about that. Do you remember that? Which one said that? Marcelo yeah. when Marcelo was going um talking about the tournament stuff and talking about imposing mm-hmm. his game and just talking about they were talking about well it was always constant pressure how did you have the cardio and he explained to them that that cardio in his game he knew what his threshold was and whenever someone was defending his game he knew that they were expending more energy than he was mm-hmm. right so he knew that they were going to run out of energy before he was and right. I, th- I thought that was brilliant yeah no I that, that I think that's the same video I'm thinking of. Where yeah, I think, I think so. The importance of going. Like, he talks about that a lot. The importance of doing. Being to first. me, I break it down like, do what you want to do. Don't let him do what he wants to do. Which right. which was always good for myself because I had such a hard time going first. Like I would always want to see what people were going to do and be reactionary or counter what they're doing, which has its place. But like I don't think that's a good long-term uh, strategy, especially for competition with a time limit, you know, like it's, yeah, a competi- to, it's not a good competition strategy. Minutes, it might be a good strategy in training whenever you're working specific stuff. Yeah, there's a lot no. of times with like bigger people where I'll, I will wait and I need them to be a little not fresh for me to try to do anything. Otherwise it's just like a push pull game that I never win. Um, sure. But that doesn't transfer to a five minute match. Right. So I can't let that carry over. So what he was saying helped um, 
change my approach. And that was what changed in the last competition, I think back in February, where instead of like, like looking for a submission really fast or like the first thing, which for me, usually something with a collar. So then I burn grips out. It was more about just trying to run up a score if I can mm-hmm. of a takedown, a guard pass amount to yeah. the back, hopefully, but that didn't transpire. Yeah. It will next time. No, I think it's, that's, that's a good point. What else about the, uh, they mentioned at one point the, the like overall improvements, uh, they had a couple names. The Dan Hunter one is the one I remember because I don't know who the other ones are. People who aren't very athletic or have the injuries that end up um, thinking differently or approaching differently jujitsu. And everybody who's had that, we've mentioned before, people always tell us, but like the injuries can actually help your game mm-hmm. because they make you think about it differently. And you don't rely on physical attributes or whatever. Uh, so they mentioned how those people tend to change how people look at stuff because they have to look at it differently. And I thought that was good, but they also talked about the people who have high levels of success that aren't like, they don't just pick it up right away. And they even said Gordon had struggled for a long time until everything started to click or whatever. And then he, he made me laugh because it's how I feel it's like what I feel like I do where it's like you embrace kind of being stupid about it, which is what I've always done. Like, it's still so fun to me that I don't care that like it didn't all click. I'll just keep, Rhino guard ramming my head through the wall. Eventually something starts to click and I put together the couple things I like. And I don't know. I think I always tend to grab, like I like to try a bunch of different stuff and then I always seem to go back into dumbing it down and making it as simple as possible. Yeah. You throw a lot of stuff against the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I think that's a, a good way to learn. I mean, it, it, and in that you're going to be interested in that, position that sticks and then you're going to find out about more positions because you're you're going to delve deeper into that one position and as far as as far as gordon ryan having trouble learning he's i think he's always been someone who thinks about every aspect of it so i think i think in a lot in a lot the same manner as you do on on about jujitsu that that you have ideas right or wrong you're going to explore fully. And I think that's what he, he did. And I think that's a better way to learn. Honestly, I think it's, I think that, 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 that natural curiosity of, um, kind of show me is, is what makes everything stick and make, make you a good learner, even though you don't feel like you're a good learner. You know what I mean? I think so. And, and, and by the way, Gordon Ryan was, uh, um, passing Tom DeBlas's guard and submitting money was a purple belt, so he was pretty good then too. You know, I mean that that was, you know that I I get whenever you say because look, Gordon Ryan spends ten twelve hours on the mats a day, right? That's how many years of experience mm-hmm. in one year. That's that's even if you did an hour a day, that's ten years of experience in one year. Even though you can't equate the timing mm-hmm. of that to everything but still it that's a, a ton of time and i'm sure of that other waking four or five hours that they were thinking and talking about jujitsu the whole time as well or at mm-hmm. least most of the time so 
So, yeah, I thought that was interesting, too. I also liked, you know, one of the other reasons I sent it to you was we kind of had this discussion last week, but it was about the having confidence. Yeah, they said they were going to look at that, um, and I think there's a lot to that. Because it's like in, in any sort of competition or whatever, there's only two people. Like, there's only so many things that could happen, and I, I feel like not to say an inexperienced inexperienced person is ever going to beat the experienced person, especially in jujitsu when there's it's not like the puncher's chance kind of expressions or sure. whatever like that. But like, there's still only so much stuff that really is going to happen. Yeah, I don't know if I'm wording that in a way that makes sense. So, well, so confidence, I think, and and trying to do what you're going to do, mm-hmm. they're only going to have the X amount of reactions, most likely. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like if you go in and you try to do the things that you've been working on and trying to figure out how people are going to react. If you, if you can narrow down those things that are going to happen, especially into what you're trying to do and you do it with the confidence, I think you make it like you hear, I, one expression that always, always confused me in sports. Like you'd see like the best team play the worst team. And then, uh, or like the best teams can beat all the best teams and they'll struggle with the worst team. And they're saying they're playing to the level of competition. Yeah. You know, and that, I feel like that exists and, and confidence can help that, you know, bottom team or momentum exists in sports, you know, where a team starts to make a comeback and that comes back to confidence. The momentum is built off the confidence of a little bit of a rally or whatever you want to call it. If you can start with that and keep it, I think it goes a long way. Yeah. I'd be 100%. curious to see what they say about it. hundred percent. And I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to take the opposite side of that coin too. Um, which is the if you have confidence in your defense, right? Like what? No matter what situation that you get in, mm-hmm. if you have confidence, um, if you have confidence in defending the back or the worst positions that you can be in, it makes your game so much more free, you know. And it, and it, yeah, okay, you might lose on points or whatever, but but to have that confidence is reassuring to enable you to open up whenever you have to, whenever it's two minutes left and the score is zero, zero or two, two, um, it, it gives you that confidence to say, all right, I got to go. Even if I'm put in a bad position, I know how to get out of that position. I know how to defend that position. And then I'm going to have another opportunity to go after that, you know, for the submission and having that confidence to say, all right, all it's going to take is, is a submission. Even if you are way, way behind on points, mm-hmm. you know, those are, those are the types of things that, um, that I think are really important. I think it's one of the great things whenever we, we travel, we train with those upper belts are so, who are so much better than us and put us in those bad positions to really, to really give us an opportunity. And they do give us opportunities to um, work out of those positions and figure them out. So I, I think that's, that's a whole other side of the coin of confidence of mm-hmm. confidence and not being submitted. Yeah. So who's the latest matchup? that it's been divulged that Gordon Ryan's going to go against the guy he said Galval that that was known like a year and a half ago wasn't it no they said at ADCC that if Galval would take the super fight that would be two years from last year mm-hmm. obviously um, that Gordon Ryan would do it and he's also said he's going to do that but also he's put up He's put up a million dollars of his cash versus five hundred thousand dollars of Galval's cash. Yeah, to do it is that not for ADCC, or is it for ADCC? Are I don't know. I thought match? it was before then. 
Is it not before then? I would have assumed it was for that super fight. But maybe it's not. Maybe it is. But they just announced, well, like it was on social media, on Instagram and stuff, mm -hmm. that Galval said yes to it. Um, maybe it is the ADCC. That'd be, that'd be cool to still. I mean, that's a year away, right? Well, 220, right? 21. It's next year. Yeah. June, is it June? I don't know when. I just know June it's something. Year. Okay. Yeah. No, that'd be great. It'd be great. Um, but, uh, I would have figured Galval wanted, would want it to be as soon as possible. So he didn't learn much more. I don't know. Is that what you're going off the trash talk video he sent? Or Jerry posted? No. I, did did, did you watch that? it? No. You didn't watch it? Uh-uh. Or, yeah, yeah, he posted a, the video because uh, Gordon Ryan mentioned, made fun of somebody losing to the same submission twice. Oh, yeah, I was thinking about Felipe Pena whenever he was Yeah, he defended belt. something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he lost the same way to the same guy twice. Yeah. When he was a brown belt. Does that have to do with anything? You just said when he was a purple belt. Years ago. You said when he was a purple belt. Years ago. Tom DeBlas. Years ago. How much yeah. more does he know now than he knows? What does that have to then? do with anything? Everything. What I are bet. you talking about? It has everything to do with it. He, uh, I think his, match, his latest match with Felipe Pena was like three years ago. Two and a half, three years ago. Okay. Irrelevant. He's got over 50 victories in a row now. Yeah. Irrelevant. <laughs> he lost the same way twice in a row. Okay. Well, I mean, you say tomato, I say tomato, Phil. Okay. Happens. Mm -hmm. He's not going to lose that way again, I can promise you. You don't think so? Not to Pena. He's not going to lose to Pena. Or Galvao. I thought it was cool he was going to do ADCC in the Super Bowl. anyone who said, listen, there's a lot of Gordon Ryan haters out there. I'm not one of them, obviously. Um, but everyone who says, oh, yeah, Galvao's going to beat him. I was like, I'll give you the same bet, two to one. None of them would come up with any cash whenever Who'd I say you that. say that to? I'm not going to say his name on the air, okay. but Joey Plyler <laughs> would not put his money on where his mouth was. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't see, uh, yeah, I don't think, I don't think Gordon's going to lose anytime soon, but he will eventually. Just don't know to who. Maybe to his brother. Like, yeah, I feel like you don't know the guy who's going to beat him right now. Oh, no, I don't think so either. I don't think he's, he's not gonna, out there yet. I don't think the current person. He's not out there yet. It's him. not a Kyle Bohm. It's not a Tex Williams. It's not Rafael Lovato Jr. It's not any of those people. Yeah, I think it's that, I think it's that next generation or whatever, but I, I don't know. Like if he really spends 10 to 12 hours a day on the mat every day. I don't even think it's the Rutolos either. I don't think they're going to have big enough frames for him. I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. And if he's still training like that. I yeah. Mean, what was it Danaher said that, that his prime won't be, he's 25 now and he won't be in his prime until he's 35. You imagine that. Like technically. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he's going to get bigger. Right. So, I mean, at some point you just start. I would imagine at some point you stop trying to get stronger or like bigger, you know, and he's going to lift to either either maintain weight or whatever. Because I know he's he's mentioned a lot of times he has issues with like feeling like he's going to puke a lot when he mm -hmm. eats. Yeah. So I'm sure he has to struggle a little bit to maintain the size he is. He does. But I mean, at some point when you're already technically better than everybody and you're just going to keep 
I don't know how people spend 10 or 12 hours a day on the mat. Like, I don't know where that comes in. That's a long time. Have to be a lot of flowing. That's for sure. I, yeah. I, I mean, and you think about but it. Like I, yeah. I really don't understand how that time can come in. I mean, I can understand if you're then, cause I know he talks about like his newest uh, DVD now is oh yeah is about how important DVDs are. I like yeah. that. I like that a lot. Yeah, of uh, course. The mind training um, yeah. or whatever he calls it uh, brainwashing. So <laughs> I noticed that. So I, I, I would assume that's probably factored into that 10 to 12, but like, uh, yeah. Oh, for sure it but is. Like, yeah, I, that's a lot of time. Well, and you think about it, like he, what he says is like, you know, th- they'll do tape study as well. I mean, that's Matt. T- I guess it's well, not yeah. When you had like, time. there's a realistic chance there's 50 people you're gonna go against. I think tape studies probably smart. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so his new, his newest instructional out is open guard, supine guard, right? Mm-hmm. Attacking the open guard, supine mm-hmm. guard. Um, again, if for those people who didn't get the top tip the first time, if you put it in your, uh, wanted to buy into your cart and then you leave it there in less than eight hours, you'll have a coupon code in your hot little hand from you your email. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I was thinking about it though. I don't know when I'm going to get to it. So I don't I, either. I feel like they're going to have a sale the next holiday. They just did one. Yeah, they, they, they did the holiday yeah, weekend, and then it comes out Tuesday. Like as soon yeah. as the holidays over, so they get ready to buy thirty five percent off on all Monday. Weekend. Yeah, and, and then, then come out with it Tuesday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very slick, BJJ fanatics. But he's gonna do he's gonna do the uh, ADCC bracket too. His his yeah, weight, but he can't do absolute. They said so. correct. If he's gonna do the super fight, he can't do absolute. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait. I think it'll be great. Yeah. Same. My prediction <laughs> submits Galval, rear naked choke. Nope. What's yours? I don't know, but it ain't gonna be rear naked choke. You already made that DVD. Oh, that's a good point, Phil. Ooh. Ooh. We gotta th- we gotta put some thought into that then. I'm gonna hold off on it's, my prediction. It's pr- probably prediction. gonna be an uh, probably gonna be an arm bar. Because Galval's a lot bigger, isn't he? Yeah. I bet he goes for an armbar. Because mm. if you can prove he beats Galvao who's bigger than him with a move that doesn't work on big people or is harder to do on big people, I think that would be his best selling. You're brilliant, Phil. That's a brilliant thought. I think you're right. Changing my prediction, folks. Gordon Ryan, armbar. Unless the instructional comes out beforehand. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I would see where the instructionals are. Yeah. Because he did, uh, I don't know, he did that triangle to armbar on the wrestler. Yeah, Bo, Bo Nickel. I've never watched his closed guard one, but I bet that's probably already covered in there. I'm sure it is. So I would I would wonder, but I know like I know like Danaher did the triangles and armbar ones. So I would assume he's going to come out with like an armbar thing similar to, to John's. I would think so. Yeah, I would think so. Um, once again, I think we're just going to push this next topic off for the next time. I don't really want to talk about it. All right. You okay with that? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to make the, uh, the joke that we'll let it go. What? (laughs) Yeah. No, I don't, I don't really, uh, that is what it is. I don't care. Okay. A little teaser for next episode or the one after that. Yeah, because it's, it's always going to be the. Yeah. <laughs> it may, may not. 
Um, anything else, Philly? Anything else you're excited about? Anything uh, um, outside of jujitsu you're excited about? No, we're not going to talk about no. that. Never mind. <laughs> no? No. Well, tell the folks, if they choose to, how they can support us. Share the podcast with your friends. Yeah. It's a good idea. Send it to them. You, there's those three little uh, dots. Dot, dot, dot. Just press on those. Isn't it the arrow? Share. You know, you can, you, at every, even if you're listening to us, there's those three little dots. If you tap on those mm-hmm. three little dots, it says share. Mm-hmm. It shares that episode or you can actually go to the, the, um, the podcast itself. You can share the podcast itself so that they can subscribe. Also, if you're not subscribed, subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast. That's mm-hmm. hard to say. Yeah. Subscribe. Especially after all the coffee in my mouth is like. Yeah, you were jacked dry. up today. Yeah. It's good. I'm fired up all day. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll be in bed at 630. <laughs> Attaboy. Attaboy. Um, and we have uh, a small people rash guards available. Still mm-hmm. 135 to 170. Somebody else asked about the bigger one. I think. Was we it Chris, gotta, I think? I think it was Chris. We got to get up with James. Get yeah. more. It's hard to like. I feel like everybody's big. So. Yeah. Mention we need rash more guards. Everybody's like, oh, do you have an XL? The most common size probably in jujitsu. No, we do not. Nope. We're Adam. We're bad business people. <laughs> so um, get smaller. We're just making so much money off this podcast. I know. So it's- <laughs> flying off the shelves. <laughs> also, we have uh BJJ campaign t-shirts, patches. Um, I think that's it. Right. Anything else? No uh, sweatshirts. Sweatshirt. Oh, it's gonna yeah. be cold soon. It's it is gonna be cold soon. It's gonna be cold soon. Get out there. The the uh, hoodies that are zip up hoodies, love them. They're fantastic. Very comfortable. Uh, but anyway, that's about it. And uh, folks, if you're not out there doing something to make yourself better each and every day, get out there and do it. Phil and I choose jujitsu. We hope you do too. Feed them to the sharks right now. Get them hype right now. Yeah. You know the ground is up. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it, and roll. Hey. Yeah, that's the way that it goes. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game. You're feeling the growth. That's time on the mat. We put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. You know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. Let's roll.